Welcome to the Hey Girl Hey podcast and I'm your host Kim Miller. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 27. I hope everybody's having a great week. I am having a great week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energized and yeah, I'm doing great. So I hope the same for you guys. Um, I do miss my baby girl though. As you guys know, she is still in New York. She gets back in six days. We count down every single day. Uh, when she comes home. I don't know what it is, y'all. Even Madison today was like, I miss you so much this time. Like, I can't deal. This was crazy. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just the excitement of preparing for baby girl coming. um, And just, I don't know. I don't know. Just something about this time that we are really missing each other. So can't wait till she gets home. And I love her so much. She, um is so my child. She keeps sending me all these little videos of Beyonce's new single and um, she's excited about Lion King. So that makes me super excited. So maybe by next week we would have seen Lion King and we could do some chatting about that because I hope to see it as soon as she touches the ground. Like next week we have a Shawn Mendes concert on Thursday and then maybe we could see the movie on Friday. So I'm excited about that. The pregnancy is going great. I'm 32 weeks now, so I'm coming close to the end, but I'm still doing really, really well. I um, Now I'm at the point where I have to go to the doctors every two weeks. That starts this week. So Hope Baby Girl is still, um, fa- she was already face down two weeks ago. Of course, she can move between now and then several times, but I think she's still face down because I feel her feet a lot, like kicking me up top. So I think she's still in the same position, but she's just getting so, so big. I'm feeling so pregnant and I'm so excited because I've, I've had my work shower, which was so nice and got some really great things. And I have some friends, um, for my worship team that are doing a shower this weekend. So I'm really, really excited about that. Looking forward to, um, just spending time with friends and I just think it's so kind when people go out of their way to to do for you and it touches me every time I get another gift or get another anything for baby girl I'm just super blessed super super blessed and thank y'all for everyone that checks on me and kind of keeps up with how the pregnancy is going but yeah I feel like I'm in the last stretch and I'm excited I can't wait to to get to the end. I'm I'm not to the I'm not to the point where I'm miserable and I actually pray I don't get to that point, but I'm just getting very very excited. Very very excited. So, yeah, that's that. And I do want to share uh as as I get closer to my due date, I am I am going to be doing some special bonus episodes that are dedicated specifically to birth stories. Of course, that's my obsession right now. I, like I told y'all last week I watched probably like five birth stories a day. My girlfriend, Amber, shout out to Amber Camp. She got me hooked on this one lady, Sarah Schmidt, who is from Russia. And she like delivers all her children in her house with no assistance. It's the most amazing thing ever to watch. So if you are interested as much as I am in birth stories, I made Jesse watch one and he was like famished and squeamish. She wanted to pass out. But 
it's so interesting to me. It's so, so interesting to me. So check her out on YouTube. She is really amazing. She has eight kids. Eight, two of those kids are twins. And she also birthed by herself. No assistance. So that kind of stuff is just crazy to me. So anyway, that's what I do with my days sometimes while I'm just in my pastime where I watch births. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy those episodes. If you are not interested in, in birth stories or obviously that's not something that you are super into hearing about, um, you'll know when those episodes come out, they'll just be bonus episodes. So yeah, don't, if you're not interested, I guess don't listen. But to me, the miracle of childbirth is so beautiful and you hear so much of God's grace and God's love and the strength of a woman in those stories. So that's why I enjoy them. Um, I hope you can enjoy them too, but yeah, totally up to you. Also something else that's been on my heart, um, and it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a fear, but it's definitely something that I'm working on. I would love to be able to do some episodes by myself also. So one of the things that was important to me for the podcast is, um, as you can probably see, this is me on the podcast as well as in real life. Like when I meet people or when I talk to people, I love hearing people's stories. I love hearing people's journeys. I love hearing people's experiences. And that is a lot of what Hey Girl Hey is about. Um, just giving a platform for that. But I also want to be able to share my heart and my experiences more than I do. But it's very like, I don't know. I, I get, I don't, the, the, the word is not nervous, but I'm not super comfortable um, just talking by myself for a long period of time. I much rather talk with someone else. I love having conversation with people. Um, but I think it's something that I'm feeling kind of pushed to do. So you'll also hear that in the near future. Some episodes, most episodes will have guests, but some episodes will just be me sharing my heart. And just sharing something that I may be passionate about, sharing an experience that I had. And so that's something I'm working toward. So hold me up in that regard, because again, it's something I'm not comfortable with, but I am trying to really push myself out of my comfort zone and, um, you know, go whatever direction I feel led to go with the podcast. So thank y'all for hanging with me. I hope y'all will continue to hang with me. And again, the majority of the podcast will be interview based because that that's really my heart. And what I really, really enjoy is talking with people. But um, yeah, that's something that's coming in the future. So stay tuned for that. But also, I'm going to go ahead and move into my Hey Girl for the week. So this past weekend, I had the opportunity to serve. And um, we, my church, Hope City, does a serve day like every three months, maybe. A couple times a year, we, um, as a church... And we have four campuses. So as a, a a total church body, we sign up to serve throughout the city. So some people will do, uh, some people will lead a group where they're helping someone paint their house. Some people will lead a group um, at a food shelter. Some people will lead a group at a block party where they're just connecting with the community. So there's a, like probably over 100 teams that participate in this. And there's so many different things you could do. In this time around, obviously I'm super pregnant, so I wanted to do something that was indoors, but I did still want to serve. And so I had the opportunity to serve at a food pantry in the Heights. And I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I don't know. For me, serving in that capacity just, oh, I, I, I had to fight back tears like almost the whole time just because it makes you so appreciative of life. It makes you put in perspective your life and the things that you 
can and should always be grateful for, like the the necessities that sometimes we take for granted that some people really honestly don't have, um, you know, money to get groceries for their family. And I saw some families that look like, you know, it just was a hard week and they just didn't have enough to get groceries after everything was said and done. And it was just a, a really, it was a really um, impactful day for me. And I enjoyed it so much. I cannot wait to go back and serve again. I want to take Madison. I told her all about it uh, to serve in that way as well. But I want to give a shout out. And my Hey Girl for this week is my friend Carla Dawson, who I absolutely love and adore. Uh, me and Carla connected. That is Trinity Dawson. It's my pastor, Trinity Dawson. <laughs> I call him Pastor Trinity. And everybody knows him because he was amazing on the podcast. If you have not checked out his episode, check it out. But um. It's his lovely wife. And I just, I love her. This is something that she does once a month. She's been doing it for over a year. She leads a team at this, at this food pantry. And I just think, man, when you can serve in that way, um, it's so selfless, but also so important and so impactful. And I believe that was like a major, major call of Jesus to make sure we're touching the community and showing love and being caring and giving in that way. And it just really touched my heart that this is something that she does consistently. It's something that she does with a with a smile on her face and with the most positive of attitudes. And she has a family and she has a whole lot of life that she has going on, but still able to commit to that every month was just amazing. So on top of just loving her already, I just love her all the more for seeing her in that in that way. So I want to give her this shout out. I love you, girl. Keep doing what you're doing. You're inspiring me. You have motivated me to get more into that uh, that field of, of serving. And so, yeah, I love you. So, hey, girl, Miss Carla Dawson. And this week for the podcast. So, as you guys know, and I will probably say it almost every week, um, I love women like I am a girl's girl. I'm a super, super girl power. I love when I can help women. I love when I feel supported and and encouraged by women. I love positive women. So I had the opportunity this week to meet my lovely guests. Well, I have two guests, but the first guest, um, Miss VP Wright, I had the opportunity to meet through a friend, Allie Michelle, and she's doing some really, really amazing things in the city through several different organizations that she's a part of and just in her own um, personal profession and uh, walk. She's just a really, really a bright, bright, beautiful light of a person. And so she has a book that's coming out. It actually came out and I had the opportunity to sit down with her and talk about her book as well as the... um, event that she's doing next week here in the Houston area. So if you're in the Houston area, please make sure you can check that out and come by. It sounds like it's going to be amazing as well as an after party with uh, just some amazing networking opportunities. So this was a really exciting episode for creatives, for creatives and and non-creatives. I just, I enjoyed the conversation because it just kind of motivated me to, um, just chase after whatever it is I desire. It's nothing that can stop you. And and you'll hear in the episode how she was able to pursue some things with, with little to nothing. So um, I so enjoyed talking to VP Wright. And we also had the beautiful Allie Michelle, who is a part of the event next week that uh, VP is doing. Um, 
to, to sit in on the episode and talk a little bit about her process and her journey as a creative. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is going to be Miss VP Wright and Allie Michelle. Hey, girls. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have both of you beautiful girls. <laughs> I feel like I'm y'all's mother right now. Because <laughs> no, no. y'all young. <laughs> y'all both babies. Well, we're all millennials. That's the crazy part. That right? is yes. true. I didn't realize that. I am technically a millennial. We were literally just talking about that in we the car the like five minutes ago. Okay. Can you make it plain? What constitutes a millennial? So anyone born between 1981 to 1996 is a millennial. Oh, so I'm definitely yeah. I'm born in '85. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> well, that is what's up. Okay, but let's get into this thing. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. We have some really exciting things to talk about. Yeah. So we have Miss VP Wright, hey. and we have Miss Allie. Hey. So these two girls are doing some amazing things in Houston, and I'm sure abroad. Um, but I want to get into both of you guys. I love to hear people's journeys. I love to hear about how you got to where you are. So let's start with you, VP. Give me a little bit about your life, your intro, however much you want to give about yourself. Yeah. Um, so I am a, well, I guess I'll start with what I do here in Houston and then I'll talk about what I'm doing globally. Okay. So here in Houston, I um, am the venue manager at Cafeza. So I do all their booking. I do the sound engineering, um, special event planning, social media management. Um, when it comes to being in a, in a small business, well, I think people forget that, you know, there's a lot of hands-on work that you do. So yeah. um, I love Cafeza. Like to shout death. Out to so shout out yeah. to Cafeza. Shout out to Cafeza. I think we shout them out. Shout like out to Ryan and Keisha. Honestly, because they're friends with everybody, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> they get proper shout out. Yes. And they have the tacos. I love yes. Y'all. Oh my goodness. Um, but so because I love Ryan and Keisha, and yeah, shout out to y'all because they're also my daughter's grand- godparents. Oh, cool. Um, and I have absolutely fallen in love with cafes and stuff and just opened so many doors for me so I do a lot there yeah um and then I also do handle the booking and special event planning at the writer's block okay. which just had its grand opening on the 13th yes. of July and what's really cool about that is that I've been a part of the organization um like since 2015 or so okay and it's really helped me grow um as well as an artist and just an individual as a whole when it comes to my relationship with God yeah. and I have from that it's just kind of stemmed to being able to now sit in the seat and meet Allie and yeah. every other friend that I've made here in Houston since I've been back because I'm not from Houston originally I'm, I'm from Washington State well okay. let me try it again I was born in Third Ward I was not yes. raised here <laughs> okay in Houston I was raised in like a little town that's like 30,000 people and the only reason it's that big is because there's a college in it oh. and then on top of that there's like this little blue dot in a sea of red so oh, wow. <laughs> and I was the only black kid in my class for like 10 years oh so it was awful but it was great because I got to experience a whole lot and yeah. it's the reason why I had a great education but it sucked because I was the only person of color in my class a majority of the time wow yeah so I lived there for 10 years we moved back here I went to high school out at a Tuscaloosa high school shout out hey, go hey. Eagles um and then I went to college back up in Washington State and went back to that little Ooh, town back to that world okay. yeah um and got my undergrad in uh, comparative ethnic studies with a minor in pop culture and women's studies and also got my global leadership certification oh. um so i was originally going to go into politics and higher ed and then when i came back down to houston being like nine months pregnant with my son and with my husband okay. um 
we gave birth and I couldn't find work in my field. Mm. So I walked into cafes in one day for an open mic, a writer's walk open mic and met Ryan and he hired me on the spot to do sound engineering wow. and my world has not been the same since. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What a beautiful little whirlwind story. Yeah. But, okay, I want to backtrack a little bit because everybody may not be from Houston or even know like what writer's block is. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that because that's a pretty like a big deal here that's kind of really yeah up. yeah so uh we are writers block it's a 501c3 uh, non-profit organization that's been in houston since 2013 february of 2013 it was founded by adrian mcqueen mcqueen actually has got his own day yes. uh yeah so 713 day is officially oh adrian mcqueen day which is super cool um and we do a ton of outreach out in the city limits area specifically third or fifth ward okay. covenant house clayton homes um and go out and work with the homeless with the youth um in low income areas so what's been really cool about that is that not only is majority of the members musicians and artists and poets and spoken word yeah. um spoken word uh, artists and so on and so forth creatives overall yeah um but we have a heart for service so yeah. the very first thing that comes to us before anything else is serving our community wow. and we've done a really good job at making that very clear and a good job at being as visible as yeah. possible and so the fact that now we have our own building which used to be high spinal we bought high spinal out. I yeah high spinal that's so dope yeah, yeah so now that space is ours um and it's a venue space, not, and not only a venue space, but also a community center. So in the fall, we're setting community hours for the kids that are in the Fifth Ward area awesome. and anyone who wants to come out, honestly. Yeah. Um, we're working on a couple of partnerships, which I'm going to keep quiet because I can't really talk about that okay. at the moment. Okay. However, what I can say is that um, we're wanting to provide as much as we can to the Fifth Ward community, to the Houston community through that building being there. Wow. And... Um, if anyone is interested in donating, they can. If, if anyone is interested in donating, they can go to www.wearewriterspot.org. Um, the options are there to give. Okay. It's you, you're literally seeing what your money is going to by looking at that building by wow. itself. So it's. Yeah. I didn't even know y'all did that much. Honestly, yeah. I thought it was a creative just the open mic place to come together. Yeah, yeah. no, that's even doper. Yeah. So how important do you think that is for artists to do community outreach? Oh, absolutely. It's that's my muse yeah. to be honest like uh even with the book that i just published like i wrote that keeping the young people that i see ev like every other week yeah. in mind yeah but aside from myself but it's also for the people who i'm talking to on a regular basis for those for the young women who just don't feel like they have anything at yeah. all and i feel like if you are like just connecting with the youth right in general you, you're seeing quite literally who's going to be what's next you know right 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 you, and by being able to go out and give those kids the resources to excel yes. and to learn and to just get what they typically would not get right that's it's so important yeah. yeah that's dope yeah okay so you talked a little bit about it but tell us about your book and how did it come about give us an it's called i'm enough correct you are enough yeah you are enough yeah. okay so how did that come about and I'm sorry I said I'm enough because no, I'm good. pregnant and I have pregnancy brain. <laughs> <laughs> I blame everything I on that. I know how you feel. I just did it. It's right, okay. Right. You're so little. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, tell me how that book came about a little. I know you kind of touched on it, but yeah. let me hear all about that. Yeah. So I was on maternity leave and I was feeling very muddy, like mm. just super, super crappy. And I um just felt like I wasn't putting up. To come giving myself you know enough love yeah uh 
and at the same time i was um taking in a lot of podcasts i had time for basically everything aside from breastfeeding my daughter and i was listening to a lot of podcasts and i came upon upon a podcast that was on spirituality manifestation specifically called strong bay collective by now my business coach taylor ray peters she's amazing she also lives in australia so power of podcast man wow yeah connecting people connecting people like that um but i was listening to her podcast and came about you know um manifestation and how it ties in spirituality and so i just started just opening myself up to whatever the universe and god had for me and like i was working on content for my social media page one day and i just this you are enough kept like hitting me in the head like dozens of times so i literally made a post that was you are enough you are enough like 12 times and Mm. it got over 500 likes and i was like okay like this is odd yes. a lot of people needed to hear <laughs> yeah <that>. clearly <laughs> yeah. so um i was like well clearly there was something about this that resonated with people let's just start drafting up a book and i wrote the book in two days what? um it's 20 different pieces that i never had published before it came out in spurts as my kids were napping so like wow. in three hour periods i work i would probably write like six poems or something oh while my God. kids napped and i got it done in two days book design poems uh and the interior design of it all um everything uh and by the following week it was published what yeah and was that just because you had the connections or did you No, like i just i just researched everything like i typed in how do you publish a book and like did all the research and what was gonna be the easiest thing to do and i was like, okay well clearly self-publishing is gonna be best for me because that's how i'm gonna be able to retain as much income as i can for him but at the same time like that's how i'm gonna get it out as quickly as possible yeah because i wanted it out like i just wanted it out there i'd edit it myself like i looked over it like 300 times or something like that (laughs) like even though it's it's only 60 pages long but yeah but I wanted to make sure that whoever got it could just get exactly what they needed from it. Yes. And I wanted it out as quickly as possible. So self-publishing was what worked best for me. And wow. I got it done and I got it out there. Yeah. That makes you feel like there is no reason you cannot do what you feel called to do. Oh, like yeah. You did it on maternity leave while your babies was napping. Self-published, <laughs> self-edited. Like, that is very inspirational. Yeah. I love that. And so your event next week, talk about that. Because you're going to be, is this the first time the book is going to be out to the public? Yeah. Like in that capacity? In that kind of capacity. Yeah. yeah. So the event, the event next week, You Are Enough, the live experience. I, I actually got inspired to do something like it by both Vanessa Hill and Danny Kelly. Yeah. Because, oh my God, <laughs> two of my favorite human beings, yeah. aside from the one that's sitting right over here, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what I loved about their events was that I incorporated both me. Well, obviously, Vanessa is a phenomenal musician, yes. a phenomenal singer. Yes, um, and then what I loved about Danny's event was that she incorporated just a musical set with the book mm-hmm. signing. Yeah. And I think for me, why I needed to have both of those there is because, you know, I'm not just a poet. Mm-hmm. I'm not just a writer, but I'm also a vocalist. I'm a musician yeah. um, and a, a bunch of other things. And what's really cool about the event is that I can quite literally incorporate everything that I do except for dance, which I'll probably dance like while I'm singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, it incorporates everything that I do into this one event. Yeah. And it's, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. So, uh, <laughs> so for next week, it's next uh, Friday, July 26th. Yes. Um, Allie Michelle is joining me. Uh, 
Vanessa Hill is joining me. My friend Shay Davis is joining me. Okay. Another poet, Black Beauty, is going to be there. Uh, Hudson Percussion from Live Out Loud Studios oh. is going to be there. Um, the whole thing is being recorded for a podcast. I'm starting pretty soon. Awesome. So it's going uh, to be split into episodes as okay. well. Um, what else? Obviously, my books are going to be sold. Okay. Yes, yes. That's, <laughs> that's important. important. <laughs> um, my books are going to be sold there as well. And you can get a signed copy there as well. Um, what am I forgetting? Because she's because Allie's helping me plan it. So, <laughs> Allie, well, do you have anything, Allie? Let's let's go. Okay, we're so. gonna get into Allie. Wait, I'm not ready to get into it. Let, <laughs> let, let's let's wrap up the let's wrap up the event talk. And yeah, then go. I, I'm trying to because uh, we have an after party too. But I was gonna talk about Thank that you. after the event. Say, if they yeah. can't make it to the event, where can they come? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you can't the make event it, is at cafe. So the event's at cafe. Thank there you. That's important. The yes. event is at Cafe is from 8 to 10.30. Okay. Um, and it's going to be music. It's going to be a, a reading, poetry. Um, it's a ton of fun. Uh, you can get tickets through either the Facebook uh, event or Eventbrite. Okay. Um, and the event's free. Uh, so we just like tickets to just kind of track things. But yeah. if you want to get a pre-order on the book or if you want to get a discount on your drinks or okay. your tab, definitely get a ticket in advance. That's going to be the only way you can do that okay. to get the discount. Um and then uh, if you can't make it to that event, you can come to the after party. Okay. You are enough the after party. It's going to be at the writer's block oh, awesome. from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. I'm going to try to hang with my pregnant Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can try. You yes, can try. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's going to be super, super dope. So what I love about that event is that it's basically a huge networking yeah. event and an open mic showcase. Yeah. So we're going to have our amuse, just Micah Salinas, her artwork is currently being showcased at Cafeza, and it is phenomenal. Ooh. Incredible. And she's going to be doing a live art. Like She's going to be painting live there. Oh, I love the that. piece that's going to be there is going to be donated to the Writer's Block, and then once it sells, the proceeds are going to the Writer's Block nonprofit. Awesome. Yeah, I'm pumped about that. That's so exciting. I um, love everything about this. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> um DJ Anthrax is going to be DJing and doing a live set. He's the DJ for the Writer's Block as well, and he's absolutely incredible. Um, we're going to have a whole bunch of vendors come out as well. The Open Mind Showcase, which if your listeners are poets and want to sign up for it, we okay. still have about seven slots open, I think. Cool. Um, and then, of course, like I said, live networking. So if you have a business card or if you're creative, yeah. um, it doesn't honestly it doesn't matter who you are. Just show up yeah. and you can make a lot of connections That's at dope. the event. Yes. Um, and a majority of the proceeds are going right back to We Are Writers Block. So wow. all of it is going towards educational outreach um, to making sure we can provide the resources that we need for those kids yes. so yeah That's so beautiful i love it love it love it i'm excited to even be a ounce of a part of this yeah the fact that we're even doing this is yes. super super cool yes, so yes, yes. i'm so excited and so ali i thank you for even making this connection because mm-hmm. you're the one who brought this information to me Absolutely. and i already loved you before but i love you even more <laughs> so adorable <laughs> so um obviously this is a connection that you guys share vp mm-hmm. and ali are friends and they work together but I, I do want to hear about you and your start because I know mm-hmm. you are an artist yeah. and all type of different things that you do. What, like, what did you like the ultimate hustler over there? <laughs> so, how did you get into the creative world? Like, talk a little bit about your upbringing and how you got to be who you are right now. So, it's really interesting because I'm the I'm the only creative in my family. Oh, oh. Yeah. see, I did not know that. That's yeah, different. yeah. So, my oldest sister, she works. Um, events and catering and sales okay. at Hotel Zaza. Oh, I love 
And I don't want to say her official title. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because I always mess it up. Oh, okay. Don't say it. <laughs> but um, she's an incredible human being. And then I have a brother who's a mechanical engineer. Okay. And I have another brother who actually is finishing his. Um, he just went back to school mm. and he's about to finish um, his finance major. Oh, wow. Counting. Yeah. So you are like the just creative firecracker yeah, over here. Yeah. I'm like the little creative <laughs> child. Yes. Kind of like, okay. Here I am. <laughs> I try to go into um, the medical field okay. because I love helping people and I love being like hands on and just, I'm such a people person. Like, yeah. I want to be in your face and I want to make sure you're smiling. Yeah. So I was like, let me try being a nurse. It's really hard. It's <laughs> not as easy as it's not easy at all. <laughs> you can love people all day long, yes. but if you can't do chemistry, right. they don't want you That's in funny. nursing school. So I couldn't really. I tried to apply to about like I can't believe I'm going into this much detail. I applied to like maybe like 20 schools and really? I got rejected from all the schools. Really, yeah. it was really incredible. But that but was, it was not really, for you. No, it was not. <laughs> God was like, dear child, yes. stop. <laughs> and as soon as I stopped, um, you know, just overly pursuing the nursing field, yeah. that's whenever I started doing open mics, and okay. that's whenever mm-hmm. I started um, to be more embracing of my vocal ability yeah. my talents and everything like that but i had been in choir i've taken okay. voice lessons yeah. and uh classically trained i wanted to be an opera singer from wow. day one yeah and then i switched it to nursing and then i was like no i think i'm just gonna be a vocalist yes. <laughs> um so professionally i got into the music scene around like oh i don't know maybe five six years ago okay which is still pretty pretty young yeah to be fresh yeah, but I, I got in, like, whenever I was 21, 22, so telling of my age, I guess. Um, you look 18 still. <laughs> <laughs> but I got into it with um, people that were very close to my family because, like, you know, whenever your parents are learning what they want, like, what you want to do, yeah. the best that they can do is just be like, I got a person for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Person for that. Right. And this that was the individual that I worked with um, wound up making an EDM song, electronic oh, dance music song. Yes. I was gonna, it was like fast track to be like a little uh, EDM princess oh, wow, queen okay. And you're so jazzy, that's so different for your voice to me. Precisely, and that's why it was gonna be like really cool, cause you have soul vocals, but yeah. you also have yeah. your um, Ella Irie and yeah, your, yeah. Right. yeah, so it would be in that vein of okay. like that soul jazz twist to it yes yeah because you can't claim jazz then people start getting mad at you that's true <laughs> they are very vicious you can't do a semitone and then like a flat seven yeah. then stop talking you're <laughs> such an artist right now <laughs> you literally just spoke a completely different language for yeah. probably like yes. 90 percent of her listeners oh, and the jazz artists are like she has no idea what she's talking about <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they're just like oh my gosh ellie please stop <laughs> and i have those friends too which are really cool but yeah I started going to open mics and everything like that. As soon as um, I was supposed to be hitting the scene, I have a music video for it that I shot in LA. Oh, and wow. it was like, it was this really big, really cool ramp up. And then everything fell apart. Oh, wow. So That's I, part of the business. It is. It really is. It really is. And I never really had someone kind of be like, hey, this is how it actually works yeah. in a studio. Mm-hmm. This is how studio etiquette is. Yeah. This is, you know prepare your thoughts prepare your everything before you get there don't yeah. just expect them to have it for right. you and be that warm and welcoming right so my second experience with coming into the studio was with chris rockaway 
in Houston. Okay. Whenever, and that was in 16, whenever I wrote my album away. Oh. And that's the album that I perform predominantly with okay. the fellas, which is um, Aldo Amaya, Rex Omaka, Ray Hillis, who your husband reminds me of. And Michael Fulfs on guitar. Cool. And then I also had Brayden Navarre playing with me for a while. Cool. Um, but I cultivated the fellas. I brought them together. They're amazing musicians of their own right. Yeah. And just walking into the studio the second time, it was just kind of like, oh, this culture is different. Yeah. <laughs> it just was. Because he was like, what are you in the mood for? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I could speak. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> um, my feet hurt. Can we hear a song about that? <laughs> um, so it was just really interesting um, to kind of make my way through and then like falling in love with performing. Yeah. And then that's whenever I was like, I need my own band. And mm -hmm. that's whenever I formed the fellas. I know I kind of like did a little bit Circle of a back backstory. Around, but you back, yeah, you back, yes. <laughs> but that's whenever I fell in love with live performing and I love that performance aspect of it. Yeah. And you're getting to reach individuals on an incredibly intense level yeah. that I, had, I hadn't ever really considered whenever I was thinking about like career and life choices right. and making impacts in lives because, and my mom was the first person to tell me, she was like, oh, that's your ministry. Mm. And then it took me like a year and a half to understand what she meant. Yes, but it, but came it is a ministry. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's whenever I joined Hope City yes. and um, I started singing for the worship team and that's how we met. And we served together. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and Katie, what, what? Ooh, ooh. come on. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, Working at Cafeza and having venues like Cafeza in Houston yes. are so incredible. And having doorkeepers like Tori, VP, um, on that side, who is a musician, who knows what's happening, yeah. you know, and she knows who to reach out to and right. how to approach a venue, you know. So having people who like your application is not accepted, but here's why. Yes. And then come back. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's really important because if you have like the shut doors or anything like that, we can continue to have this, this really negative outlook on the music industry mm -hmm. yeah. that I am really here to change. I really am for the change. And having people like VP on the scene who know like, everybody yeah. and their sister yeah. half brother and mom yeah. like <laughs> yes. it's just really really empowering yeah. especially that's why the after party is so important oh yeah because it's going to be networking and yes. it's going to be people that you may have seen heard or you know, someone mentioned them in passing, but right. now you get to meet them in person yes. and you get to be like, hey, we can do life next to each yes. other as, as Houston creatives. And um, as far as being like a hustler, just like you <laughs> we were talking hustler, about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> flexing my hustle muscle, <laughs> you know, um, I at the beginning of this year, it just was kind of like, I just need to supplement my income because I wanted to take a break from performing Okay, as much as. It is such a soul moment to be on stage and have those um, that emotional exchange, that energy exchange with mm -hmm. an audience. It's very draining mm -hmm. also, mm -hmm. especially if you're not mentally and physically preparing yourself yeah. for that yeah. experience, yeah. which I wasn't doing that properly. So that's why I got my vocal coach, Coach okay. Roxy. What's up? And <laughs> and she she was really um, integral in helping me to cultivate that. But at the same time, you burn out. You mm -hmm. really can't, especially yeah. whenever I was like pounding the pavement. Yeah. I was doing at least three shows a week. Oh, wow. And that's 
that's like a light week. Someone just laughed when they heard that. It's a musician. It's a working <laughs> musician, and they la- They giggled. They chuckled. I was like, I hear. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a lot, though. It is, especially if it's three hour gigs. Yeah. And as a vocalist, this is your instrument, mm-hmm. and you have body fatigue. If you're not sleeping, Mary Echo told me this. She was like, if you're not sleeping, your voice is not. You're. It's not going to be there for you. you Shout out to, to Miriam. I know. Love her. Voice. If you don't, Miriam mm, Echo, just do yourself a favor. I know that name. I can't think. I'm about to Google it. Uh, I believe she's at 4212, right? Is she, that she Turkey performs? Leg Hut. Thank you. Yeah. That's who, oh, I love her. That's yes. why. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Yes. Um, she is household. Powerhouse. Name. Absolutely. Yeah. She is your artist's favorite artist yes. in Houston right yes, now. Sure. I absolutely. Um, she, she always tells you, or... I was having a conversation with her recently because she was um, on vocal. She wasn't on vocal rest, but she just her she lost her voice for a little bit. Yeah, but that's all of that to say. Um, that's how I got into brand ambassadoring because I was like, how do I have something else? Have like something supplement? Else. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. to get into it. And then my sister gave birth to my nephew last year, so I'm also a nanny. Yes, and I also take care of uh, VPs, two beautiful children. Aww. They're amazing. They're so chill. How did you birth children out of your body? (laughs) Did you have a natural birth or did you have a C-section or what did you do? Thank God, no C-section. I had epidural the first time with Kwana. I... Goodness gracious, are we about to talk about this? I'm yeah, sorry, I just, I, I'm obsessed no. with birth stories. No, it's, right it's now. just okay. telling everybody she's into birth stories right it's now. It's okay. Please, please. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You're, you're about to we'll get mine. You're about, yeah. you're about to get mine. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoo, we're about to do that. So, with Kwana, my almost two year old, it'll be two on the eighth. Um, it was fairly easy. However, it could have happened like at any moment because he was a week early. Okay. And we had just moved down here mm. from Washington State. Okay. Uh, and then four days later after we moved here and got the room, like we, di- we didn't even get a chance to unpack our stuff. Mm. Um, I went into labor with him like at five o'clock in the morning Ooh. on the 8th. And I like tapped my husband. Actually, it was around four. I tapped my husband and I was like, hey, I think the baby's coming. And he was like, it's just uh, Braxton Hicks. You're fine. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me just lay here for another half hour. And uh, very quickly, I realized it was not yeah. Braxton Hicks. Yes. Um, my water didn't break, but I just, I, I knew. You knew, so yeah. So I, I tapped him and I was like, nah, he, he's coming right now. Mm-hmm. And my husband was like, he popped up and he, we didn't even have a backpack yet because we had just gotten here yes. and we were thinking we were gonna have another week. Nah. Joe uh, the Texas Children's Hospital. Um, got there. We left around 5. Got to Texas Children's Hospital around 6.30. Got admitted around 7. And I proceeded to stay in labor for 12... For 10 more hours Ooh. because I wanted to do it naturally. And Quana was not budging. Really? Like, he did not... Like he was stalled? Yeah. Like, he was ready to go, but he wasn't, like, ready, ready. Okay. And I didn't want to do an epidural. And then my water broke completely. Mm. And then I got the epidural. <laughs> That's when it gets real. Yeah. Okay. Did uh, they break your water or it broke on Yeah, its own? so they, they broke, broke it. it. Um, and that's when it got very real very quickly. And I started yelling epidural. And um, they got that in and I was cool. And I dilated. And by 517, my son was here. Mm. So I had a very positive experience with him. With my daughter. Ooh. I was in pre-labor for four days. What? <laughs> that was awful. What does that even mean? 
That was awful. So essentially, it means that like, because you have to be at four centimeters too before you consider like no, full yeah. term labor. Okay, right. And I was at three centimeters for four days. What? Um, Contracting or no? Yes. Yes. So like. But when day four got here, I was like, okay, I need to do something because this isn't, this isn't going to work. So I took, a, I took like a medium warm bath and I took that bath for like, I was in there for a while. Uh-huh. And so then I got up, got off the bath, went and laid, laid on like my, my couch in my in-laws place. And then I went into, I, I could feel the contractions. Okay. And we were like, it was like, they were coming quick. So I was like, okay, we got to go. Yeah. So we, we went to the hospital and we got in, got ready. And by the time I got there, I was like at four and a half centimeters dilated. So like, yeah, the baby's coming. Um, they put me in, uh, what's it called? The delivery room. Okay. Uh, I got an epidural immediately because I learned my lesson after the first time. Okay. And like four hours later, Olivia was here. <laughs> so she was super easy. Yeah. That's for delivering for the her. the fact that she was four days in the it, making. Yeah. 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 She, she was really just like chilling. Wow. Um, and it's crazy because when it came to actually giving birth to her, that was, it was so like almost sin like. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. Like I had, um, I had essential oils going, I had like a lavender essential oil going, yeah. and like super relaxing music playing, and I was like just breathing really well and everything, and it was so easy. And my mom was like, when she was in the room when it was happening, and she was like, I'm expecting screaming to happen, and you were so relaxed. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like this is, I was, just, I was very yes. zen. Mm. And um, yeah, like I would honestly recommend that to anybody. Just like, making sure, like you research what kind of methods you want to do for mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when you're giving birth. Because honestly, aromatherapy like changed my entire perspective of how, when it comes to birthing, like yeah. how that really can help you ease your mind. Oh yeah, girl, I have a whole plan going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> aromatherapy yeah, is where it's for at, sure. man. Yeah. Okay, that was a little segue on the birth trip. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to you, Alex. <laughs> but um, so I I love both of you guys are talking about this, but I love like women empowerment. I'm such mm. a girls girl, That's like mm. to the bone. How important is that to you guys? Like, I feel like I don't know if this is a Houston thing because I really feel it for sure here as opposed to New York where we were from. But like, just always like up in each other. Like, girls always shouting out girls, always supporting one another. Mm-hmm. Like, do y'all ever struggle with that? Is, is that ever something that's like, or is it just second nature all the time to support your girls, support women? Yo, that's a good question because I feel like I, because I know like for me. Growing up, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends yeah. because I was very much used to like cattiness. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm avoiding the catty, and I'm not gonna have a lot of girlfriends. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, it 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 took. I guess it was like until recently, like coming back to Houston and being in the cafes area. We talk about this a lot, don't we? we do. Yeah. And it's funny because like it being around all the women musicians and creatives that i'm around at cafeza yeah we've kind of realized that there ain't nobody out here looking for us like at all yeah like if, if something were to happen to us or like if we're in a situation or buying like nobody and so we've been trying to figure out like what's a way that we can really like protect ourselves yeah mm-hmm. because i don't really feel like the uh, camaraderie camaraderie what's the word camaraderie camaraderie I went to college, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody has You're that word that trips them up. I'm yeah. a whole published yeah. author and I can't talk, right? But yeah, like it so doesn't. You're saying you don't feel that. 
Not okay. So, not outside of my group of women I'm around. Okay. But the group of women that I have around me, yes. are dope. Yeah. So like, <laughs> literally, like for example, for this event, like all the women that are involved, we've all been like, yeah. like gassing each other. Yeah. Yes. 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 So that's been so that's been really good. But like outside of that, I yeah. don't really, I personally don't really see that. Okay. What about you, Allie? How do you feel about that? I definitely feel as though it's not a given. Okay. It's an effort. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. I made an effort yeah. to mm. be friends with Tori. Okay. <laughs> we yeah. we, be, we fought know. for this relationship. We, okay. Yeah. Yeah. we even set calendar reminders to yeah. be like, hey, check on Tori today. Yeah. Like, you know, you like, be check on. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so it's one part of that, like, wanting it, mm-hmm. wanting to build that relationship and wanting to build that culture. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm a huge proponent of it because. Yeah. I look to my left and I look to my right as far as musicians go and I can only point to like one bass player, one keyboard player, females. Yeah. And black female and a drummer. Yeah. Then then I want I want to see all of y'all though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? And I want to pull out because you know you got Brittany Washington. Yeah, got, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and uh sweets on bass. And drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays for Hope City. Oh my God, what's her name? Oh my gosh, I can't do this. Right. Not look at me, pregnancy brain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whoever you are, you're dope. I like. I, I, love, I love you. Love, I love you I'm, so much. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, this gosh. is terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Either way, I'm on a blank, and I know exactly. This is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you always say you forget your friend's last name. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's just to say that I was very intentional about this because, yeah. as much as I love the fellas, like I want the felines. You yes, know, <laughs> Allie and the felines. <laughs> you know, like I really do, and I want I want that group around me because even um, other than Linnell, like Grant. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout uh, out to Nell. Shout out now. I love produce, you women so produce. much. You know, I don't. If I want to reach out to a, a woman producer and make sure that I'm like in mm-hmm. some semblance of like seeing eye to eye whenever yeah. I walk into a room, at least. Right. Yeah. There isn't. There isn't. There aren't it's, any. It's it, not or a lot it feels of it. like there aren't any. It's not a. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I struggle to find it, which is why I have been intentional. Nisi. Nisi. <laughs> I'm, Look, you kill I'm it! Like, oh my god, my girl! <laughs> you no, are so I'm, I'm talented. It wasn't gonna. It wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna be able to let Jesse, it go. Can you edit this part? No. Okay. <laughs> we all had pregnancy plans, and I'm the only one pregnant. But and I've never had a child. <laughs> I'm, I'm, reco- I'm recovering. Nisi. We she, love Nisi. Love you. Love you. Love you. And no, I feel you though. Yeah. So and see, I'm new to the Houston creative mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. So this is why, like, I'm super excited about this event. Super excited about y'all because I love like networking. I just mm-hmm. haven't because I've been laid up. I haven't been able to do it. <laughs> so I'm excited to get out. You know, but. I don't know. I just think that's so important. Mm -hmm. And I love when I get around like strong women. I love when I get around positive women. And maybe because I haven't been out in about, I haven't felt anything other than that yet. But Mm -hmm. I just like, I guess we as the individuals have to like build that and work towards that. Like every opportunity we get. Yeah. Because that's so important. Because guys is looking out for guys. Yeah. And it's thousands and thousands of them in the scene. You know what I mean? It's like, we got to look out for each other. It's crazy. My dad actually brought that up to me like a 
last winter when he came to visit um who i guess if if you're a jazz musician my my haunt my my father i was on my forest <laughs> i combined his his name mm-hmm. uh my father is horace alexander young he's the father of contemporary acoustic jazz oh, wow. um and so something that's really that he's really big on is making sure that there is inclusivity in the room at all times okay. and so my dad mentioned me he was like you know what I want you to be really intentional about when it comes to, when it comes to your booking and think about how many women are actually performing in Houston. Yeah. And like look it up. So one day I typed in and I looked it up and there was like maybe a couple of residencies. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Residencies. Oh my gosh. Residencies. So it's not happening. So it's, it's yeah. And it made me so mad. I'm like, yo, like right there aren't enough opportunities for us and there's so there's there's a ton of us here but mm-hmm. at the same time we don't know if we're here because there's so many little pockets of um musician communities yeah. like for example like i met ali mm-hmm. um through cafeza and there's gonna be like four or five different um artists that know ali but they're all like in different pockets of okay. musicians yeah so like for another example is like i went to the gumbo jam out at um What's that place called? Oh, uh, Shoe Big Shine Top. Charlie's Big Top. Yeah. Shoe Shine Charlie's Big Top. Yes, that is a tongue twister. It is. I, I'm used to it by now. Yeah. You um, said it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's owned by the same people as the Continental Club. So, yeah. okay. It's, uh, next door to Alley Cat and oh. right next to Tacos A Go Go okay. and um, the Continental Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, what's cool about that is that I walked in that room and yeah. I knew one, two, three people. Yeah. yeah I was like, um, and. That was it. So that, yeah. was, that was a whole different community of people right. who I had never exchanged words with or, yeah. or music with at all. A lot of them knew who my dad was okay. because they went to TSU, mm-hmm. but like that was it. Yeah. And that was like, that was mind blowing to me. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like this is, this is something. Yeah. And that's just how Houston is because it's so big. There's, for example, there's a whole community of musicians that live out in the woodlands. Right. Who that's want a whole who, city. Right. Who want gigs down in Houston. Yeah. But can't get them because they're their following's out in the woodlands. Yeah. And their following won't want to come down to Houston right, right, for a right. gig. So it's like how do you how do you work and y'all through all are gonna that? be the ones to change that, I believe. Y'all trying to at least. We're trying, yeah. Absolutely trying to. Yeah. So it's just like it's one of those things where being intentional mm-hmm. and then getting out of the mindset to where it's like, oh, well, the audience in Houston is rude or the gig is yeah. too far or yeah. whatever. Getting out of the, that mindset and yeah, really just, just like, go all in. yes, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. This is good. This is good. So if someone is looking to start getting into the Houston scene, like what would you suggest for like a newbie to the creative world? Open mics. Open mics. Yeah. Yeah. Which For is sure. that's like where Cafeza does that. So does Cafeza do open mics or now so, they have more like residents? Yeah, right? so the so Cafeza has the open jazz jam. Okay. Um every Monday from eight to eleven. Uh the Riders Block has their open mic um every other Thursday. So we have one this no, next Thursday. Okay. Um, from eight PM to ten thirty PM. Uh Gumbo Jam. Mm-hmm. Gumbo Jam's on Sunday. It's on from Sunday. Eight PM to twelve AM. Okay. Um, I feel like there's so many there's more. Probably so there's probably so many also, more. Yeah. Um I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's hosted on Tuesday nights. So it's tonight. And it's in um it's right next to Pink's PC Pizza in uh, University of Houston. You know the one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It's 
it used to be the people who did um, Unplug Vibes at Heights Final, whatever. Right, right, That's right. That's the other thing is that I was intentional about plugging myself in with open mics and okay. then making sure that I was able to help however I can yeah. to oh. just be around the music. Yeah. yeah. Like, really fighting to be intentional to be around the music. So yeah. really, whatever musician is trying to do anything, like, yeah. You was like, I'm get down around to help you. Music. Like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the other thing. It's like, we are very, like, us. Like, just me. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be self-sustaining. I need yeah. to figure this out. I need mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah, I need- yeah, yeah. Reach, oh, reach out. Yeah. <laughs> Ask for help. Uh, get someone else to mix and master your project. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. have to be your you own producer. Right, right, oh my right. God. We have so many producers in town. Focus on, like, your main thing yeah. instead of trying to, like, master Do all of everything. it. everything, right? yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's another reason why we aren't as connected as we could be is mm-hmm. because it's just kind of like, well, I'll figure out. I'll learn how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, Cue it. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm a drummer and I'm a vocalist. All right. And I play bass. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, what's, but what's great about yeah. him, though, is that he isn't afraid to get to know other people. Okay. No. And, yeah. and I think if... Shout out Jonathan yeah, Hewlett. Shout out Jonathan Hewlett and uh, uh, Schnitzi, his band. Yes. Mm. Oh, my gosh. They're, they're incredible. They're opening for PJ. Yeah, they're opening Morton. for PJ Morton. Oh, uh, Miami. Next is that next week? Soon. Wow, in Houston, Miami, Miami, Miami. Miami. That's dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but he's also a Houstonite, so people are probably here that be like, yeah, I know that name. Yeah. Um, but what's it's just getting out of that bubble uh-huh. and being able to ask, mm-hmm. like, full you blown. Never know because you never know. Yeah, so, I know for me, like, what I. I do literally everything. So I'm just kind of used to that. So like Allie literally came up to me for this show and she was like, let me help you. And I was like, okay. Okay, I can use it, yeah. yeah. And I think like even just the show coming together because I was trying to figure it out. It's like just being able to just be able to reach out for help and ask if people just want to be a part of it. And everyone that I asked was like, yeah. Because people want to connect when you're doing something positive. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's also the fact that it's like it's not just about me like this is this event isn't about me it's about the people who need to hear yeah and um when it comes to being able to translate the message of you are enough by not just one person yeah but various other people who are just as positive yeah and just as willing to share their music and share their love and their art then it becomes so much more impactful yes um and it's great because everybody that's involved is from completely different circles. That's but they dope. all know each other. Yeah, so. See, that's bringing it together. <laughs> exactly, that's yeah. I love it. Well, I'm so excited about this event, guys. So before we go, y'all just tell everybody where they can find you guys on social media and make sure you include all of the organizations that you are a part of as yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So uh, let me start from the top down. So you can find me, VP Wright, at the VP Wright. That's T-H-E-V-P right w-r-i-g-h-t um on instagram on twitter on uh facebook all of my handles are the same um when it comes to my poetry you can find my poetry on a new account because i had to split it because i recently actually got into coaching for creatives um i forgot to mention that earlier like yeah i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) my mind was like everywhere uh i am actually a coach for creatives um and you can that's where the VP Wright is at. Poetry by VP Wright um, is for all of my poetry now. Okay. So I'm publishing new poems every single day on there. Oh. Um, you can find uh, Cafeza at Cafeza Houston. Okay. 
C-A-F-E-Z-A, Houston. Uh, you can find the Writer's Block at the Writer's Block HTX, and then the Writer's Block uh, actual organization is We Are Writer's Block. Okay. Um, and then if you're interested in working with me, you can hit me up in my DMs, okay. quite literally, or email me at thevpwrite at gmail.com. And for your listeners, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah um, if they would like to read my book as an ebook they can get it for free starting the day this episode drops awesome. so that would be today whenever this drops <laughs> like this before. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool yeah and okay, so i'll awesome. send the link to include that in the yes, show yes notes. yes i'm excited that makes me feel like legit <laughs> <laughs> <You're so> legit. <laughs> okay what about you where can we find you where can we keep up with all you're doing um you can find me everywhere at ali michelle it's a l i i I got two eyes on my face, two in my name. Um, <laughs> Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E. And that's across the board. And then yeah. it's AllieMichelle.com also. Wonderful. Um, I help out with the gumbo jam. I'm usually always serving, serving the gumbo in the corner while the amazing music is happening on I stage. I some gumbo. I'm the gumbo was good. It's really? made by Matthew Hartnett. That's the show lead of uh, the gumbo jam, which is hosted at uh, Shoeshine Charlie's every Sunday night, unless oh. otherwise stated um but every sunday night from 8 p.m to 12 a.m it's a full bar we got an awesome bartender shout out Anne. <laughs> and um and then the other open mic that i'm starting to help out with is called open vibes htx it's hosted at Haneke and pilot h-e-n-k-e and p-i-l-l-o-t and that's off of Congress. Wonderful. Yeah. Y'all doing stuff. Yeah, we're trying. We're <laughs> Thank trying. y'all so much for coming on. I love y'all, and I'm excited about everything y'all got going on. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's only going to get us. greater. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, bye, girls. Bye. Bye, girl, Bye. bye. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed that episode. I hope y'all found some inspiration and motivation. And again, if you're in the Houston area, please, please, please check out this amazing event next week. All the details will be in the show notes. All of the links, all of the Instagram um, tags will be in the show notes. So please, y'all, follow these beautiful people. Follow this journey. Follow these organizations. And, yeah, see whatever, wherever you are, whatever city you're in and whatever um, area you're in. Make sure you're connecting with the community. Make sure you're doing something um, to help and uplift the next generation. Like, that's one of my favorite things about VP Wright that I learned that she is super into. So hope y'all enjoyed. I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye, girls. Bye.